The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. You're looking at a live shot of the Ford Center in Tostitos Plaza here at the Star in Frisco, Texas, home of the Dallas Cowboys. I want to spend a, send a special shout-out to Cowboys Nation, and thank you for listening in today on the HWTB podcast. And you're rocking with the best. This is Heckma Harrison, joined by my usual suspects, the guys that are always here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. And across from me, a guy that looks like he has a 900 Beacon credit score <laughs> <laughs> is the editor of the star magazine kurt daniels oh man and on nice. the and on the phone <laughs> come on man let me get through my open and on the horn with us from oxnard is the three-time super bowl champion nate newton and i will address you as you have told me to address oh. you the emmy nominated never duplicated a brother that's reaping the benefits and the blessings for everything that's out here for king's life like us, my man, Jesse Holly is in the building. What's good? What's good? How y'all doing, man? How was y'all weekend, man? Nine hundred credit score is phenomenal. I think they always address Kurt. Oh my goodness! I tell you, Kurt got at least a nine hundred. Oh, when man. Kurt work on the car, on the car lot, they just they just start handing him the keys. Can I go to being Emmy nominated? <laughs> that is amazing. What's up, Nate? How's everything, brother? Everything is great, man. Glad that you guys are upbeat and ready to rock and roll. That is a great feeling. Yeah, man, that's yeah, that's the only way to be. You know what I mean? I I, yeah. I just want to come in here and show some love, and and that's what I want y'all to know that today is love day. It's love, love day, day on hanging with the boys. All right, right? we showing love uh, today on this show. We hey, I, I've successfully stopped Jesse from hitting the panic button or whatever was going on, but today, man, we showing love to guys. But again, there are legitimate concerns, and I'm so happy about the show we got lined up. We got some good stuff uh, coming down the pipe for a whole hour. Again, thank y'all for rocking with us. But guys, you know, over the weekend, there are some obvious signings and things that did happen. And Anthony Barr was one of those great signings. And a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people wanted to address the depth of the linebacker position. And Nate, I had an opportunity to conversate with you about the signing, but I wanted to know what did you think about it? uh, And what do you think, uh, obviously, with his reputation, what his impact is going to be on this defense this year? You know, I, I just like that signing because uh, I tell people the Cowboys, are to, in, in my opinion, are signing the right guys. But now where he played 300 snaps or where he played 75 snaps, we don't know. But we signed the right guy. He's been a captain wherever he's been. He's been a leader in the locker room. He's been a leader in the class. Every one of these guys from Parsons down to Luke Gifford can learn from this guy. Learn how to line up in the proper gap. Learn how to disguise. It is so much he can offer in a mature, in a mature and right fashion. He understands who he is and where he at in his career at this time. Kurt, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, it's it's a big move for sure. They needed depth on this linebacking crew. They needed somebody like they've kind of pointed. Bar's a guy that can now step up and allow Parsons to go down and, and rush the passers. So I think it's a great. 
Great deal. Now, you know, he's got a few days now to get in shape, and or he's in shape, obviously, but kind of ramp up, as they've been saying, but key addition, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's wins across the board for everybody. Bringing in a guy like that with that type of athletic ability, with that type of experience, with that type of leadership. You know, anytime you add guys into your locker room, especially when you have young players. And I know that we put Micah Parsons on a pedestal as if he's been around this league for five, ten years. It's only year two for him, yeah. right? And you got Jabril Cox coming into the fold, and Leighton Van Der Esch is still on his rookie deal, right? So, I mean, you're talking about a, a room full of young inexperienced, so to say, guys. And then when you add a guy like Anthony Barr, who um, by all accounts comes in with, with, with the right attitudes, a guy who, like you said, been a captain before, you don't hear about the nonsense with him in the locker room, off the field. You hear about a guy who comes to work every single day and you kind of insert that into the mix, then 100%, this is this is a win-win for, for the Cowboys. Now, what you want to make sure that you're able to do is you give him responsibilities and assignments that he is able to 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 definitively do while still building up your Jabril Cox while still giving your other guys opportunities to go out there and play because he's only here for right now is a one year yeah. rental so you know, we always talk about progress stopper. We, we don't want him to be a progress stopper. We want him to be uh, in the progress of making this football team better. And that's also getting him in there, allowing him to play, but also making sure that you're bringing up the rear with those other guys who are going to be here for the, for the foreseeable future. What's it like now? For Nate, a... can you please turn down the radio in the car? <laughs> What's it like now as players, you know, he's two weeks behind of, of joining the Cowboys. What's it like for him now to kind of integrate himself and, and learn what's going on? The, the best thing about that is is when you're dealing with a veteran guy. And defense is unlike is different than offense. Uh, offense, you'll have different variations of, you know, number system, West Coast, and you have something to have a combination of both of those things. So trying to come in and do that. But for the defense, as a middle linebacker or a linebacker, cover three is cover three. Right. <laughs> cover four is cover four, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, uh, zone, uh, you know, a green dog blitz is the green dog blitz. I don't care what system that you're in. It's the verbiage for him that kind of gets him. But, you know, yeah. Cover one is cover one for a linebacker. You know, I, I know who I have to have in this coverage. It's the verbiage for him. But if, if you're saying, hey, we're in a cover four, my responsibility doesn't change. I've been I've been running this for a long time. And then he comes from a place like hanging around with Zim, who is a defensive guy. You know, a lot of these coaches, uh, whether it be Quinn or, or the likes, at some point in time probably looked at Zim and said, all right, I'm, I'm going to use some sort of iteration of that defense or how he calls different things and 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 and, and, and Interjecting him into this defense, I think it's it's easier to do than a guy like uh, uh, a Turpin who just who wasn't yeah. here for a long time and now has to hear and learn all this new verbiage on the offensive side of the ball, which he may have never played in. <laughs> and, and, that, and George Edwards too. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly that was exactly what I was about to say, Nate. That his, he's reunited with George Edwards, so that terminology learning curve may be a little bit yeah. less with the familiar voice in George Edwards. But Nate, I want to rely heavily on. Uh, well, I'm sure all of the guys had an opportunity to watch uh, training camp live and watch the – wasn't a scrimmage, but live practice. Uh, and some of those mojo moments that, that Coach Mike McCarthy always talks about. But, guys, I wanted to – and, Nate, I, I direct this at you. Just what were your thoughts uh, on, on the live practice and just some of the things that you saw? Because, obviously, there's a lot to take away uh, from the practices there in, in Oxnard. Uh-huh. And practice started is where it's been starting. Every 
ever since we put on pads. It takes the offense two or three series to get going because our defense just comes out the gate, play after play after play. And then and finally the, defense, the offense settles down, get into some type of rhythm. We're going to have to find some consistency on the offensive line. We got too much, too much leakage going through. Uh, we have one receiver that Dak trusts and is besides 88, and that's number three, the Houston kid. Everybody else is just out there running routes. Really? Uh, yeah, um, to me. I mean, if you, if you see something different, it's, it's, it's Dalton Schultz, it's C.D. Lamb, and it's Dennis Houston, and then they'll throw Turbin in there on a jet sweep or something like that. And they got my man uh, Tony uh, Pollock coming out of the backfield. Uh, now, we, we we'll see other guys make plays, but they're making those plays with Cooper Rush or the other kid, you know, uh, Greer, I think his name is. So I'm just saying what I, I am seeing, you know, and it's taking too long for our offensive line to jail. Thank God they got this thing coming up with Denver a couple of days. Nate, let me ask you this. You know, in the in the press conference just a few minutes ago, Coach Mike McCarthy talked about the offense just kind of getting up to speed, that you cannot, during OTAs, uh, have the same type of padded practices uh, as you would. And, it's, and he was basically alluding to it takes the offensive line a little bit longer to get acclimated. Uh, and he said, do you buy that? Uh, is that something that you felt as though in your career, uh, without any contact, in the offseason that it's harder to just ramp things up as soon as training camp starts. And it's even harder when you when you when you going back and forth at your five positions. You know, uh, if this kid uh, Smith can't get it done, uh, let's put McGovern in there and let him get it done because Tyron needs to work with him. You know, the center needs to work with him. Make up your mind and let's work. And I'm, that's why I'm hoping this Denver team can get things going after this game. Make a decision and let's ride with it. And if, you know, we understand, oh, this kid is smart. Oh, man, uh, Tyler Smith is smart. Okay, if he's smart, let's, let's start letting him get up to game speed. Let's start letting him get up to practice speed. Let's start letting him do some things. You know, now we can say politically correct, he's smart, but why you ain't got him started? <laughs> you, 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 you know, he's supposed to be changing the culture. Mm-hmm. I'm just being honest. Jesse, you, what do you think? I've told you this a time and time again before. I always leave offensive linemen you, questions. Yeah, Nate sounds worried about the offensive line. Nate? Huh? You Go worried on, about I'm the going, offensive oh. line? I got to do the show. Oh, yeah. 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 Do the show. So, and, and here's the thing about, you know, when you're talking about, to Nate's point, is don't, don't pee in my eye and tell me it's raining. Right. If you're, t- <laughs> if, you're, if you're telling me that this kid is smart, if you're telling me this kid is, is whatever he is, why isn't he starting? Why isn't he getting the bulk of the reps? Because the ideal goal of training camp is to get guys ready for the season. And to Nate's point, when you're looking at continuity, you you got to have those guys in there getting as many reps that's as they Nate, can. That's Nate's word. He is using continuity <laughs> because all training camp. Because when it comes to the offensive line, it's the only that that is the precise words to use. And it's not just can he block the guy in front of him. It's what happens when that defense goes tackle in twist. Are are Tyron and I communicating that properly? What happens now when I got to help down on the center and then move to the second level of the linebacker, the middle linebacker? Or what? Are we communicating that clear? What happens when I'm the pulling guard in this situation, whether I'm going right or left? Is that being – are my steps being communicated clearly? Is my is my footwork being distributed You know, clearly? What happens now when, um, when I have to pass set – 
Is the bat going to be on my right or my left? Where's the help coming from? All these different things is that when you're trying to learn a position, a new position, and 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 and, and you, I mean, you're 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 up against it, right? Because it's we're 35 days away. Yeah. Yeah. We're 35 days away from 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 playing the Broncos. I mean, from playing, excuse me, playing Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So every day that you're splitting reps with a guy that you're telling us is smart and physical and going to change the culture mm-hmm. and, and be that stalwart in the offensive line, every day that you're splitting reps with him is a day that he's not getting everything he needs to be successful when he has to go up against Vita Vea. Would, would you guys be disappointed if your number one pick wasn't starting? Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Mm. No. That, what did you say, Nate? Why would you draft him? We could have went and got some on defense, that, uh, you know, at a linebacker position. Uh, uh, winning, you know, we could have did something else and moved down and got eight thousand picks. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely could. We definitely couldn't could have did that, Nate. But you know, watching come my my come away with it. Obviously, I felt like the defense is just leaps and bounds that much more. Uh, prepared for the season in the offensive line. And I think Coach Mike McCarthy hit the nail on the head when he said that, you know, because, look, uh, Nate's been on on Terrence Steele. He has been giving him the business about how he practiced all those things. I mean, this is – we talk about what we need interiorly. Let's talk about our right tackle. This is a guy that you are – look, you let go of a guy to keep this guy and you believe wholeheartedly in his ability. But right now, everything that I see from that every time is number 78 – trying to trail behind somebody that's almost about to destroy Dak. Yeah, he's not a pretty practice guy, man. Never have been. And I'm just hoping that he understands that he is the right tackle and that he continue to work hard and kind of be the best he can be. That's why I think this Denver deal coming up and, 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 and the L.A. Charger deal, this is huge for everybody to get their minds locked in and to get ready for this season. I mean, uh, last year they had they were had fortunate to have the four games. I think we had the Hall of Fame game. This year here, you're on a you're on a short leash, you know. So it comes a point where you have to have a sense of urgency. For, guy, for guys not if he like well instance of Steele, if he's not a good practice guy, does better in games. Is that partly because they're scheming up games to help him out, or what's what's the uh, reason I, for? Brother, I, I just don't know. You know, I asked him that question on the show the other day. You know, man, Shannon does a little show. Had I asked him that, he said, you know, I'm just trying things. I'm trying to get better. He said, you know, my game, I said, your games are good. The ones I've seen at right tackle, they're good. I mean, so I'm, I'm like, I didn't want to take away his confidence. But, you know, everybody's seeing the same thing. Is the defense that much better? We won't know until the season starts. Now, guys, I said today is love day, and we're not showing love right now. Uh, (laughs) So one of the guys that I wanted to definitely show love to, and I think he's someone that's came on, and, man, he has been a a monster in in Dan Quinn's defense, is Jerron Curse. I think Jerron Curse, for me, at 6'4", 210 pounds, he is a guy, and I had to tell y'all this, like the the read – Pass option offense drives me crazy. I don't like it. All right, and I, and it, what to me, I just don't understand why defenses can't stop that. It's like you know, you had the wishbone back in the day. OU ran the wishbone and gave people so many problems. And I've always figured, like, why can't defenses stop this? And it's all because of that safety. You know, if you're in a nickel and you got a small guy up there, then chances are he's probably not the guy that you want taking on that running back in in the hole or trying to chase down that quarterback outside. 
Jerron Curse is the great neutralizer. And the guy that's showing it, even in college football, pro football, that having a, a guy like that, a big body, is paramount, and especially in Dan Quinn's system. So Jerron Curse is the guy that I'm showing love to. And you saw in the practice, there was a tip ball by Leighton Vanderesh and a pick six by Jerron Curse in that mojo moment to get things started off. But I'll start with you. Uh, Who's a guy that you want to show a little love to, Jesse? I know that's not something you normally do, but wait a second, <laughs> wait a God, you know, another love to. Why, why do I not? Why do I don't come off? You know as how the, you come I, on, man. I, come on, I'm 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 all about the love, but I'm all always about truth. Yes, sir. I'm always about yes, that absolutely all day, every day. You know, um, I, I've I've I'm on the love train for Dalton Schultz. Dalton oh, Schultz. Oh, interesting. Well, and, and here's why. What's today's day? I know. Today <laughs> is the <laughs> no, I got it, 8th I got of it. August at 1250. <laughs> okay. I, and I, I am – I found myself rooting for Dalton Schultz. And maybe I'm wrong in it, but I love the fact that – I love someone who works their way, and J. Ron Curse the same way, into a position of success. Opportunities are everything. And when you get him in the right situation, what are you going to do with them? And Dalton Schultz has done that to the point where they had to franchise tag him. And he wanted to get a long-term deal done. Everybody wants to get a long-term deal done. Yeah. But the thing that I love about what he's going he, – and, he, and I truly believe he's going to have a 100-catch season this year. He's become Dak Prescott's favorite target. Yep. And I, 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 I am rooting for him to break the bank. Wow. Hmm. I'm rooting, and this is the player in me. This is nothing against, I don't have any personal vendetta against the front office, but the player in me is rooting for Dalton Schultz to break the bank, to make it a very difficult decision at the end of the year on what you're going to have to do with him, but him uh, uh, essentially and going to get the money somewhere, right. whether it's here in Dallas or somewhere else, because I just love when dudes bet against themselves. Bet on themselves. I'm sorry, bet on themselves, excuse yeah. me, bet on themselves and win. And I think that's what Dalton Schultz is doing. He he was, you know, when he first got here, he was behind. Yeah. You know, he we weren't even talking about him being in that mix. Blake Jarwin had him. Blake Jarwin had yeah. him. And this is mm-hmm. guy was like, well, what are you gonna do? And yeah. then Blake Jarwin goes down, and all of a sudden now, here comes Dalton Schultz, and he becomes the favorite target of Dak Prescott. Uh, and that's key. We talk about yeah. guys having sponsors from coaches, you know, and how to make teams getting sponsors. When a quarterback like you, when a quarterback is looking for you, that's all you need. That go a long way. Hey, that's all you need. What about you, Nate? Tell me about a guy you're showing no, love no, to today. Question, my, no, my question for Jess is, how much is he making this year, Jesse and Kurt? Eleven, some change. Yeah, I think so. Okay, he's making eleven million dollars. This is what I don't want to ever happen again, here, y'all. This is what I don't ever want to happen again. Let's say you have a hundred catches. We all bet they have a hundred or more catches, maybe. 10-plus touchdowns, close to 1,000 yards, and you pay him $15 million a year only for your coordinator to make him disappear like he's done other players. I, I, it scares me now when Cowboys play guy, pay guys because all of a sudden they start to disappear. And, and that, that is my big issue. You know, it, 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 are we going to say, wow, we, man, he outplayed his contract. Only to, you know, and I, and I know it's, that's going ahead, but that costs us with several players, and that's costing us a little bit with Zeke. You get what I'm, you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, you don't and, want, um, him, want him to get the bag and, and, and be yeah, schemed out. Yeah, man, because – and it's not by his own choosing. It's just like they do something different. But anyway, 
Great pick, Jess. I mean, you took it right out of my mouth. Nice. Who, who's your guy? Well, I don't know if this is a – I don't think he's under the radar, but I'm kind of showing some love to Vander Esch. I mean, he was a pro bowler in his rookie year, had injuries the last two years. and I, Last year, I think we kind of thought he was a has-been, you know. And so by the end of the season, they had Jalen Smith in there. They tried Kona Neal at, at linebacker. And by the end of the season, Vander Esch was getting the – you know, I think his snap counts were up over 80%. He, he was leading the team in tackles, you, you know. He was on pace for 120 tackle season, given those last three or four games. But he's a guy that he's not the star anymore. He's not going to be. He's kind of a role player in some regards. But he's he's a guy that I think can be a key contributor. And right now, it's Micah Parsons. We're looking at these other guys who are going to be the stars. They're the guys they're going to need. But they need Van Der Esch in there to, to do his thing. Can I have one more? My heart's full. Can I add one more to my list? <laughs> Your heart is full. Yes, please. my heart is full. I yeah. just want to get all this love out. Okay. Um, Noah Brown. Noah Brown. Yeah. No, and, and and what Noah Brown is doing, and it's it's not the splash place, right? What Noah Brown is doing in a group of inconsistent players, he's being consistent. Yeah. There you go. And and, and that is you don't understand how important that is. We already know what he's going to bring special teams. He's going to be a special teams guy. If 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 Simi Fajoko can look at anybody, he needs to look at what Noah Brown is doing. Be a core special teams guy. And then when you get on the field, just be consistent. You don't have to be the wow guy. You don't have to be the fastest. You don't have to be the strongest. You don't have to make all the spectacular plays. They got CeeDee Lamb for all that kind of stuff. They got other guys to do that. But every time you line up, can you consistently do what was asked of you to do? Go in there and dig out a safety on the run play. Block a corner on the outside. Mm-hmm. Hey, make a tough catch in the traffic. Complete a third down. Keep the chains moving. And then when the time comes for you to make a play, make a play. But for the most part, and then hey, go down there and, and, and make a special teams tackle. Hey, be a solid guy on the punt return team. Be a solid guy on the kickoff return team. All these things, when you keep going into the meeting room and the coaches are going, all right, tell us about Noah Brown. And they go, well, Coach, all he's done this week is he's had three special teams tackles. He's on all special teams. You know, he's playing the X, the Y, the Z, and he's doing everything that you need him to do. I, I mean, what, what do you – this is the guy – this is – and people say, well, he's been here since 2016. You know wonder why? This is why. <laughs> yeah. The consistency. In a world full of inconsistency, this is one of those guys who has found his niche, and it's not going to be – Maybe not even be what Cedric Wilson was. Maybe not be what LaRon Robinson was back in my day or, yeah. or turn it to Miles Austin or whatever it is. But this is, these are the kind of guys you need on your roster. Good friend of mine, Matthew Slater, who played for the Patriots. Been in the league for almost 15 years. Been to the Pro Bowl maybe eight, nine times on special teams. May, at the end of the year, literally play 70 snaps on offense. But every time he's in there, he, does, he knows what it'd be. Every time coach looks at him, he knows where to line up at. He's no, it, 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 I can count on a dude like that for any and everything that needs to be done offensively and special teams-wise. So, Noah Brown, kudos to you, my brother. Do you think, Noah, you know, given the state of the wide receiver right now and the, the questions about depth, he, he averaged 25% of offensive snaps last year. Is he a guy that can take on a bigger I think bigger he. Ha- I, I think literally he, lost, he has to be. What do you say, Nick? He, he, he lost 15 pounds to scouts. Have been real high on him, mm-hmm. and like Jesse said, and it, it, it all started last year. Jess, man, me and you was on the same guy, as Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson has shown any guy, if you if you want to be successful, be able to play all three positions, be in shape, 
be ready. You know, because I remember Coach McCarthy said about Cedric Wilson in the middle of the season, we, I love Cedric. Minimal reps, knowing what to do on every position. And that's what that's what uh, this kid has done. Noah has decided in his mind, I'm going to be that, that, that 3C, that 4A player, that when they call me at any position, and they did that yesterday uh, in, the, in the practice two days ago, he started to practice the going. He started by catching a couple of nice out routes, a couple of uh, comeback routes. He started it. Houston took, got caught a fire, and, you know, and uh, Dalton is doing Dalton. So I'm with you guys, man. But I'm t- I'm going to tell you something, man. If they do this thing right, if they do this thing right, man, uh, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a nice little a, a nice little mix with Tony uh, Pollard, with uh, this Noah Brown kid, with C.D. Lamb, with Dalton Schultz. They do this right. These guys are going to be kind of creative, creative, creative players. That's what Zeus called them. Zeus. Uh, y'all know who Zeus is, right? No. Isaiah Sandback. They oh. changed his name to Zeus. And on that note, because we have Jesse, Jesse's in the studio. Oh, well, there goes all my love. Yeah. Who calls him Zeus? Nobody calls him. No. So, so Jesse's. I'm just saying, Jesse, they call him Zeus. Uh, hey, come on, Nate. I, what I've gotten is Jesse to show love oh. today, and then you bring in the compliment to Isaiah B and Zeus. Man, come on now. I got to take his. Oh, I got to take his temperature now <laughs> and make sure. And make sure. <laughs> okay. Hey, we're going to step away for a quick break and we'll be right back with more Hang It With The Boys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star? and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Attention Cowboys fans looking for the best shave of your life. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Imagine not having to buy blades as often and getting more smooth shaves than your old razor, guaranteed or your money back. After more than 10 years of research and over 150 company patents, ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special offer. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now for more smooth shaves guaranteed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back to hanging with the boys. Back in action here at the Star in Frisco from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Heckma Harrison joined by Jesse Holly showing love. Kurt Daniels, the, the co-signer. Well, let's call him the co-signer. No, no, no. Beacon 900. <laughs> A mean co-signer. Nah, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> and, I'm going to laugh at that. Like You know how you drive sometimes? You're sitting down somewhere, you just start laughing. You're like, what you laughing at? Like, Heck McCall, Kurt. Beacon 900 credit score about one o'clock today, and it just hit me again. And I look over, you got like the good, good polo shirt on with the with the undershirt. Hey, stay stay starts down. It screams 900, Kurt. It does. It it really does scream. Got Nate. I don't know if I should be insulted or. No, man, it's a straight. Hey, it's a straight compliment. Like you, I know that you didn't grow up and realize that your mother put the lights in your name when you was little. I know that that didn't happen to you. Hey, I can't get cable right now because you know you're gonna like. Wait, you, you, I got debt. What, oh, what? How? Yeah, it's a light bill in your name from 93. 93? <laughs> oh, six. And the great Nate Newton on the phone in Oxnard. Nate, listen, man. This, and let me make sure that I say this. This second segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. And, Nate, look, I got a, I got a question for both you and Jesse. At this point, hey, we're at the halfway point of camp right now, guys. Is it? Are you getting tired of each other at this point? Are you are you tired of camp food? Are you tired of your roommate? I mean, come on, man. Both of you guys live pretty high on the hog. I mean, I just figured, like, at this point, y'all be a little annoyed. Nate, what about you, man? Any any camp yeah. stories about being yeah. annoyed? Yeah, it, it happened by the second or third day for us because you understand we were we we were we came out first ten days of two it was two days. So by the third day, we we were very annoyed. The food wasn't really that great in Austin. And it was worse in Wichita. So uh, yeah, we 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 get annoyed real quick. But you know, uh, it, it was all good. We we had to go to work. That's all that was. Just go to work and handle your business. Hmm. What about you, Jess? It's a yeah, lot of going to work. He went to work on a big steak the other night. Oh, I he did. Hear. He did. You see that? And he's showing everybody. He should, what, what was the name of that restaurant y'all were at, uh, by the way? Yeah, but Dabba Dooza, the, the Rockstone Quarry. Did you say Yabba Dabba Dooza? <laughs> <laughs> French Stones? But what about you, it Jess? It's a lot of horny dudes out there, man. It's a what? A lot of horny dudes. Okay. Yeah, we're in this point in time. No, no, listen to me. We're in this point in time in camp. What? <laughs> you what? We're, they had nowhere. They had nowhere to get that. the hormones away. We're in this portion of the camp <laughs> where the hormones is high. Oh. That's right. No, I'm telling you. This is what camp eyes come into play. Camp eyes. I remember you talking about camp, camp eyes. Camp eyes. You've been away from your people, you know, about three weeks. Wow. You know what I mean? Some of these guys are young. Wait a minute. Camp eyes, camp, camp eyes. eyes. Okay. Yeah, camp eyes. Okay, so those that don't know, camp eyes is 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 like an Instagram filter. Uh huh. See, when you're in camp for a long time, and you, you know, every day you wake up, you wake up to a male roommate. Yeah. You go down to breakfast to a bunch of males. 
You go into meetings with a bunch of males. You go to the training room, bunch of males. Right. Weight room, bunch of males. Shower, bunch of males. Back to practice, bunch of males. And this testosterone is built up. I'm, I'm, I'm angry. Some folks is trying to get a job. Some folks trying to keep a job. And you got nowhere <laughs> to release this act. And so when you start looking around, these campfires, this filter, this filter comes over your eyes. And 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 the, and, and the one that might be built like a linebacker, you start saying, "You're like, man, you know what? You see so and so elbow? That thing kind of cute. That elbow, that elbow kind of cute." And you start making up these this the figment of your imagination. You start seeing stuff. You be like, man. I ain't gonna lie, sure got the nice arch eyebrow. That turned me on. That nice, you know, that nice arch eyebrow. So this is you guys wanna know where the fighting and stuff comes from? This is it. They horny. Okay. Dudes is horny. And they and these, these jokers is young. Yeah. You know, when you were young, you were, 22, 23. Yeah, you man, you, 24. You was, Kurt. You got a lot of kids, Kurt. You were horny at one point in time. <laughs> when you were young. One point in time. Yeah. One yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the song that's playing in all these guys' heads right now. Oh, me so horny. Uh-uh. That, they put that on. This is where the aggression comes from, fellas. You got nowhere to release this aggression. Oh. And so that's this is wow. this is a lot of horny guys out there yeah, right now, man. You did ask Jesse to show the no, love. I'm, I'm showing the love. I'm showing the love. I'm showing the love, man. Man, Jesse, come on, man. Why you doing me like this, man? You know, I'm trying to keep this thing off. No, nah, I'm just I'm on just the rails. You asked me my camp experience, right? Yes, I did. Okay, I'm giving you my camp experience. Well, so I guess I would try and segue this into this, you know, trip to Denver being long overdue for these guys to get an opportunity to go up against a different team, but I'm sure that's not the different team that they're looking for, according to Jesse. Horny travels. <laughs> Horny don't go nowhere. Hey, 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 Jesse, give a new meaning to mile high. Yeah. Horny travels. The only difference now is you get a chance to look at a different set of camp eyes. You know, the, the ladies over there might be different. You know, you might get a chance to go to a restaurant and look at a different face, but, you know, they packing a Horny and they travel Bags. That horny so, ain't going nowhere. Well, getting an opportunity to go up against a different team. And those dudes horny too. Yeah, absolutely. So there are gonna be some camp fights. That's what camp fights this is camp fights is not because dudes is just overly violent. Right. Right. I just been around a bunch of third legs. All Every day. day, all day for the last three weeks. <laughs> and ain't got no you cause you in the room with another dude. You can't even get right with yourself in the room with another dude. <laughs> that was us. That was us, Jesse. These dudes been practicing two days to be off for twenty four yeah. hours. So you know, I they mean don't have that problem. I, I mean, listen. Oh now, there are exceptions to the rule. Right. Like I told y'all before, when I was in Cincinnati, Chad Johnson, I saw Chad Johnson. You know, Chad Johnson had a had a had a had a black Murata, uh, right? It, I mean, smoke ten all the way around. I seen him one night pull up, pull up to the little security guard box where you gotta let you in. He rolled the window down about half, about about eye level high. <laughs> 
slid the money out the window. <laughs> Security guard took it. He went on forwards. Chad wasn't horny again. He wasn't fighting. I saw Miles Austin coming there with Kim Kardashian a few nights. Uh, you know, Look, his, his hamstrings was wore out, but he wasn't, he wasn't horny. Yeah, yeah, boy, she, yeah, I'm telling you, she tore up some hamstrings. Yeah. Oh, so here, here's the thing that's, that's going to take you out of the mood then. Kickers. <laughs> camp. Let's talk wow. about. Oh, <laughs> Did you see how that changed? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> flaccid. Was it flaccid? Was it flaccid? Curse Kicker. Guys, are we at the point now where you're like, okay, we got to get on the phone. We got to get a kicker in the building. Mm. Well, wow. you know, they mentioned that in uh, one of the articles I was reading. It's like there's, there may not be that much better out there than Lyrum. No. Man. And here's a frustrating part, is that we all have eyes, right? And and then even camp eyes will see this. But then Jerry tries to come and says, "Oh, we're fine. And I just can't wait to see him kick the ball in that controlled, you know, stadium, you know, 32 yarders." I'm like, dude, like stop trying to sell me this thing, man. <laughs> like don't try to sell me. Don't try to sell me that these jokers, like if they, this is Oxnard, the conditions are okay. It may be a little windy, but yeah. they ain't making nothing. It's not uh, New York in December. Ain't no, ain't, ain't. How do a dude kick an extra point short? How do you kick an extra point short? Mm. Uh, you know, I, you know, and then, and then you know, y'all know I struggle with names. Y'all with me all year. Y'all, <laughs> then they say Nate. Which one? You gonna learn his name? I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna learn his name. You talking about this dude that just kicked this extra point and it went short? Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, he probably don't even know his own name right now. Come on now, mm. these, these dudes, this is not right. This, <laughs> and I asked a few guys who've been around these camps, Jesse, I'm asking you, Heckman, and Kurt, you know, with the nine-point uh, score. Uh, 900 credit score, baby. <laughs> yeah. Have y'all ever seen it this bad? No. No, it, it's, it's bad. And, and I think the one thing that – you know, I think what Jesse's saying is what I'm not buying and what you can't sell to the players either is that you know in the NFL the the the, the point margin for the margin for victory yeah. is between you know three and seven points. And yeah. you're going to need yeah. as we know, you're gonna need a kicker. You're gonna need a guy that can step in, that can make that. I don't think anyone has any confidence, especially those players. And so, I'll let Nate, how do you sell – as a player, you're out there and you're watching these guys as we saw Dak trying to amp up the uh, crowd as uh, I believe it was Garibay was getting ready to kick. kick. How do you convince your, your team that one of these guys you can have confidence in? Jimmy convinced us because he would have guys on another field kicking daily. Guys from – it didn't matter. High school kid, it didn't matter. Somebody was going to be on the other field after practice every day kicking until they found. And then now they say we don't have a kicking coach. We had Hoffman. He, and then after Jeannie, we had guys that specialized nothing but in helping kickers psychologically and physically find their swing. And then they say we don't have that on our team. We need to go out and hire one of those guys, a kicking specialist. It's a, it's we a, don't have one on this team. Here's another thing that frustrates me. I got all of my love out. Now I'm going to get some of my frustration. <laughs> because we hear from the top of, boy, I'd do anything. I, the checks that I would write, yeah. the things that I would do. And, and this is something where, to Nate's point, go get the specialist. Go, go, mm-hmm. go, go get the dude who 
will right these wrongs. Go get the person who you can have on staff so that you're not having to worry about going in a game and your kicker missing. If that's if that's if it's a technique thing, if you are found if you're saying this guy is right, but we don't have a guy that's here that's able to technically correct what needs to be corrected, if that's not Bones Fossil, then Bones Fossil needs to get on the horn and find that guy. Yeah. He needs to bring yeah. in that guy as an intern. He needs to bring that guy as a, as a stipend guy. He needs to bring that. I don't know how you want to do it. However you want to create this thing. But that's the part that is frustrating because you tell me that you're willing to sign a check to ensure. Now, now does a kicker ensure that you're going to win a Super Bowl? Yes, no, maybe so. I don't know. You're going to need a kicker at some point in time of the year. You're going to need one every game. You hope because you're kicking at least extra points right. from touchdowns. But when it matters the most, will we have that same fear of going? And this now, and you, and you think about it, this goes back into decision-making on offense and defense. Because as a defensive coordinator, I'm saying, man, this game is kind of tight. If it's a three-point game, then I don't know if we're going to win it or not. You know, or if it's a two-point game. So I got to call my plays differently. Offensively, you know, can I be more aggressive because I know that we can hit from 50-plus out? Or, you know, how am I going to call this thing? Now they're second-guessing themselves. And and, and now you find yourself in a situation where because a guy you're not confident in, for whatever that reason may be, technical or mental or whatever it is, you don't want to have the one guy who who can't get a redo. If Dak throws an incomplete pass, guess what? Got Got at least three more downs. Right. Got you know every game. If he throw an interception, he gonna get a couple more series to right his wrong. For kickers, you get one time. Why don't they place more emphasis on this? Even this going so far as the drafting guy. I mean, ever since Dan Bailey left, we've had kind of a revolving door of kickers come through. And even Zerline last year was sketchy. I mean, why aren't they? He was better than this. As you said, there it's such an important part of the game. Why don't they place place more emphasis? What'd you say, Nate? This is what I believe, fellas. You know, I never – 48 yards. That That is my – Jesse, Heckman, and Kurt. That's my cutoff limit. I expect you to be in the mid-90s, 48 yards in the end. I expect success. Now, when you get 49, 50, 51, I, I – you know, I don't look – I don't – I don't, and I'm not as critical. But you're talking about 32 yards, 25 yards. Come on, fellas. That's, that's got to be 99 to 100%. Yeah. These guys, they they scared to put the ball past 37. These guys ain't hitting 37-yard field goals. Yeah, and they're doing that in high school. Yeah, they're doing that in high school. But, you know, look, guys, any, my, my thought process on, on the kicker has always been if kicking becomes an event, then you're in trouble. And right now, <laughs> kicking is an event, and I feel like we're in trouble. So, Look, I don't know how you make this thing better, especially looking at the numbers that we had last year with Greg Zerline. He wasn't perfect by a long, long shot. And like you said, Kurt, mm-hmm. even going all the way back to Dan Bailey. Yeah, uh, we've, it's of, just yeah. been – we've been on this roller coaster with at the kicker uh, position. But we're going to hold what we got right here. I know it's track season, guys, and we're going to talk about the passing of the baton coming up next here on Hanging. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? 
Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. (laughs) And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the stars. Get autographs from your favorite players and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. It's Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Back to hanging with the boys. Back in action here at the SWBC Mortgage Studios. And come watch the Cowboys practice during training camp at the Star, presented by American Airlines. Open practice will take place for back-to-back nights at the at the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Join us for Cowboys Night on Tuesday, August 23rd, starting at 4 p.m. And open practice on Wednesday, August 24th at 6 p.m. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Come, man, I tell you, Jesse, look. You know what I want Shannon to do? I'm going to cut you off. Yeah, I mean what's to that? Cut you, off. What you, you know, Shannon's, Shannon's our, our leader on the show when, when we don't have the great Heckman leading us. But Shannon's also the, the director of social media and social media content. And a lot of times those players, when they're coming off the field, they'll have that question, Yeah. right? Like, I think I need Shannon to pose that question. <laughs> like, Camp eyes. Like, on your day off, would you, A, play the game, B, relax, or C, yeah. let that thing loose. Uh, <laughs> I'm, gonna see, I'm telling you, how many people going to pick C? <laughs> so, we were talking about passing I'm gonna, the I'm gonna baton. I'm going to right now. We, we were talking about right passing now. the baton. This is a different baton that we're passing right <laughs> now. on the website. And <laughs> one of the guys that definitely is in a situation where, look, man, it's not he's, he's not going anywhere. He's a staple on this team, and that's Demarcus Tank Lawrence. He has been the leader, the hot boys leader for a number of years here <laughs> for the Dallas Cowboys. But now finding himself in a situation where Micah is the unqu- should be the unquestioned leader based off of his production on the field. And everything about him is, is just in an, he's a magnet. And guys are, are – Everybody, you look at the, the promos, the marketing, everything is all Micah. Now, Tank's there, and it's not as though he's an afterthought, but for a guy like Demarcus Lawrence that is obviously having an awesome camp, is this passing of the torch for him maybe a difficult part, or is this something that he's saying, Jesse, I, hey, I welcome it with open arms, and I have to give this to the young guy. 
I mean, passing means I literally, like, willingly gave this yes. to you. There was no passing. It was more yeah. so like, this is a jack move. Yeah. Let me get that. You took it. Mm-hmm. Micah took it. Yeah. Micah showed up and was like, hey, I know all you other guys who are around here kind of doing this leadership thing and all this. It's a jack move. Let me get that. Let me let me but, let me take that up off of you. I mean, he, like you said earlier, he's still a second year player. I mean, does he have the same, uh, you know, skins on the wall in the lock, like on the field? Yeah, Mike is the guy in the locker room. Would it still be Lawrence? No, no, no. You go with the That's alpha interesting. dog. You go now. I'm not saying that Demarcus doesn't have a say so in the locker room. Yeah, but if they both talk at the same time, more eyes would go to 11 than they went to 90. Really? Yep. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, I, I think at this point, you know, when you when you look at Micah, Micah is that player that no longer has puppy breath. You know, he is the right. he is the tone setter for yeah. for the defense. I think everybody throughout the season has, you know, they've basically used that energy, uh, especially last year. I mean, Micah was all over the place, and every once you saw Micah get started, it was like all the guys wanted to get in on that. Not only that, with the turnovers and everything that was created, we've made a lot about you know. Will this defense be the as advantageous getting those turnovers? But I think where they can definitely make a big splash is sacks, sack strip fumbles, uh, things like that that change the game. And I see a lot of that happening with the pressure that the way that Dan Quinn is going to use uh, Michael Parsons. But I don't believe that Demarcus Lawrence is a forgotten man. I mean, no, 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 not no, at all. no, no, no. I, I don't, I don't want to say he's a forgotten man. But the, but the question was. Is this a passing of the baton yes. from one player to the next? No, it's not. Demarcus Lawrence is still a very, very integral part of what – if this defense is going to have success, it's going to be in addition to, right, it's going to be Micah Parson and Demarcus Lawrence right. and yeah. Sam Williams and Anthony right. Barr and company. It's not going to be – they're not going to have success uh, um, in lieu of him. Like, mm-hmm. if he's out, that's going to be a huge hole to fill. Yeah. Having him on this team, whether it's for run-stopping ability, for depth purposes, and he can still get after the quarterback for you. So I'm not, say- I'm not saying, like, oh, get, you know, get this bum out of here. No, 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 no. Tank is still a viable, very, very viable, valuable part of this defense. Mm-hmm. It just ain't a passing out of the baton. It, it, it's, 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 this is Micah's team, yeah. at least defensively. This, this defense belongs to Micah. Micah is the heartbeat of this defense. This defense will go as Micah Parsons go. If for, you know, knock on wood or whatever, if Micah Parsons is not there, it will take a hit. Yeah. It will take a significant hit. And you, you've seen the energy change. When you, I laughed because you said hot boys. We saw what this defense was when the hot boys was leading this defense. Mm-hmm. It was all talk. And no, no action. It was all bark, no bite. Right. And then the young bull came in here, the young lion came in here, and that row got a little bit louder, but those bites got a little bit more vicious. And so this defense belongs to Micah Parsons. It is his defense. Dan Quinn understands that. That's why he's positioning him to be the versatile guy that he is. Bringing in Anthony Barr does what? It gives me a middle linebacker that I know that can run stop, that can be solidified in that middle. So now I can do just about anything that I want to do with number 11. I don't have to designate him to that one spot because we can't stop the run or whatever. I can now place him on the right side, the left side. They can double A gap blitz. He can back, you know, fall back in coverage. I can do different. I can blitz the safety and drop Michael Parsons back in as, as a safety. I can do so much other stuff because now I got a guy like Anthony Barr who's going to be who's a veteran in that spot, and I know that can hold it down. Tank is a part of this. Right. 
it's all it's all in. But yeah. this tank, this team, no longer, this defense no longer belongs to Tank Lawrence. How's that, what's that like for a veteran like that to have that kind of taken away, as you say? For for him, it's 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 a challenge. And you heard him and Michael go back and forth this year. Michael was saying, if, if the standard is that, then I'm going to beat 15. I'm going to beat 20, whatever it is, you know. And Tank saying, well, I'll take the challenge, whatever it is, you know, whatever that kind of thing is. For Tank, it's. It's a personal battle now. It's let me show that I I am valuable. Right. Let me show that you know, hey young pup, it ain't your team. Or, you know what? When y'all talk about what this defense did successfully, you talk about me in that same breath. And, and so, so I'm not saying that he takes it. And then he can also go to the bank and they'll call him Mr. Uh, Lawrence when he walks in the bank because the money is already in there. <laughs> and that's and, and that's, that's another that, that and, that, and that's another point. You know, obviously, you know, in this league, if if guys are getting paid a lot and they can get that version cheaper, they're going to go with the cheaper version. And especially when you look at a guy like uh, like Demarcus Lawrence, who has been a great pro here. Let me just say that I'm big Tank fan, but. The sacks and what he's been paid to do, the production on that has gone down. I mean, the last double-digit season he had was was 2018. And so you start to ask yourself, okay, from a payment production standpoint, maybe it's not there. I, everyone says, it. Uh, hey, man, tank against the run. He's vicious. But they're not paying him for the, the run. They're mm-hmm. paying him to get after the quarterback. And especially when you got guys like Micah and – Dante Fowler and Terrell Basham and Dorrance Armstrong and all those young lions in the room with him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's he's got some pressure on him because of that contract. And he, you know, most people, even though you said he's been good against the run, most people see it as he hasn't lived up to that contract yet. But to Jesse's point, this might be a you know, I got to prove myself now. I got to I got to show something for multiple reasons, and that's just going to benefit the Cowboys. Yeah, I think that you know when you. When you let go of your edge rusher, um, uh, Gregory goes to the Broncos, and you saw the impact that he had last year. I mean, it wasn't a whole – I mean, he didn't have those numbers that made you just fall over. But, again, you saw the kind of impact that he had. Tank, not so much. Dorrance Armstrong comes in, he has six sacks. You know, and then you're starting to say, all right, this is where the future is. I just just wonder for Tank Lawrence, does he see it that way? Is he a guy that's saying to himself, like – Man, this is this is the year that I definitely have to put the numbers where they need to be if I'm going to further my career here yeah, in Dallas yeah, or, yeah. or somewhere else. And I'm not trying to retire Tank. I'm just basically saying <laughs> no. that you, you feel what I'm I, saying. I, I Tank, I I I peg Tank to be a intelligent individual. I've had conversations with him before, yeah. you know, in different settings, and he comes off to be a very intelligent dude. And he's been around a while to understand the nature of the business. He knows the number that he he gets, <laughs> that direct deposit comes every Tuesday. He knows that number, and he knows that I have to match productivity, not just being solid in the run. No, I got to get those double-digit sacks again. That, that's what I'm here for. And he knows that when you look across that, that, that offensive line, that thing getting younger and younger and younger, and, and and despite you still being young and, and average Joe age, you getting up there long in the tooth in NFL age yeah. with the growing salary. So I, I Tank's not one of the guys who does not understand the business. I, I don't think he gets emotionally involved, you know, saying, well, if this happens, that happens. He knows. He knows the business of this thing. He knows that that number is 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 getting large. Yeah. And he knows that I have to start now producing to match that number or 
those young guys, those Sam Williams of the world, those Micah Parsons of the world, those Bashams of the world, those, those, those guys, they're going to try to find those guys at a cheaper rate, and they'll ship me off somewhere else because that tag just gets a little bit too big. Man, good podcast today, guys. I'm telling you, Jesse, you almost hurt me. And uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, I laughed myself into a, a, a cramp here, man. I'm, I'm, camp eyes, I, it's embedded in we'll my soul. Send the HR calls to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send all those over to him. But look, before I go, I want to give thanks to uh, Jazz in the back, Terrence, um, and, and follow DallasCowboys.com, the app. And all the great stories that these guys have coming out, uh, Rob Phillips, Kyle Yeomans, Mickey Spagnolin. Now we have No C yeah. in the building, man. My Congratulations, yeah. man. No C uh, in the building. Just so many Science. great things. So many great things happening on DallasCowboys.com, all the podcasts. So stay rocking with us. Like I said, man, camp, we're, we're at the halfway point. And so got installed days today and tomorrow. Team leads for uh, Denver, I believe, on Wednesday. Practice uh, on Thursday. And obviously, the game this weekend, but hey, for Jesse, for the 900 Beacon, <laughs> Diesel, this has been Hanging with the Boys. We'll catch you next yeah. time. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?